Welcome to the Work Camper Show, brought to you by WorkCamper.com. This podcast helps you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. Each one of our episodes will introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to work camping opportunities all around the U.S. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Today I will be interviewing the owner of a company which specializes in creating innovative living and working spaces in recreation vehicles. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with a community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. Nate Stover is the CEO of Innovative Spaces, a company based in Ventura, California, which transforms the interior living spaces inside vintage travel trailers, especially Airstreams, to give them new life. He was doing innovations for another company for five years before opting to start his own firm in 2013. Innovative Spaces serves a variety of customers from corporations to individuals, including people involved in the entertainment industry. Nate specializes in creating convertible spaces to maximize usable space in smaller RVs. For example, he'll set up a bedroom that can easily be converted into an office space when necessary. To tell us more about his company and the types of services he provides, please welcome Nate Stover, the CEO of Innovative Spaces, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Nate. I really appreciate the time. Tell us a little bit about Innovative Spaces and how it came to be. Thanks for having us. Innovative Spaces really started out of necessity. I was in grad school. Uh, I had two kids and I needed a career change because I wasn't able to go out in the field. I used to be a general contractor and I started working for a, a friend of mine who was doing Airstream renovations. What happened was I quickly fell in love with it. I, I found that having a defined space that limited your space capability was a challenge that I really enjoyed. It's not like homes where you can just add on more space. This is it. This is what you got. What can you do with it? You have 400 uh, square feet and that's it. Yeah. And when you're talking bigger RVs, Airstreams have a tendency to be around 250. So <laughs> that's the larger ones. <laughs> do you only do Airstream innovations? We typically stick with vintage trailers. We also do uh, van conversions, sprinters and so mm -hmm. forth. Okay. So you're not building RVs, but you are renovating existing RVs. I like to think of us as upfitters or recycler. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so take the old vintage ones and give them new life. And where are you located? 
We're in Ventura, California, about a mile from the beach. Saves us from having to have air conditioning in our shop. So <laughs> there are some benefits there. I can imagine. And how long have you been in business? We've been in business about 10 years. I was doing it for another company about five years previous to that. And it just caught me. I got the bug. Who are your typical customers? We have a wide range of customers from corporate to individuals. Uh, we have, probably due to our location, we have a number of movie stars, directors, Hollywood people who like to use us as well. And a lot of them do use their units for working in. Oh, I know the RV industry has donated several RVs in the past to movie studios who would like a place for their talent to rest between scenes and things like that. Absolutely. We've done a couple projects for directors who actually use it for their screening rooms and production meetings as well. Good idea. Do you design the RVs based on that template that you've got with that limited space, or do people come to you with an idea of what they want and then you work with them to create that? Our design process really it typically starts before they even have a trailer. They know they want an Airstream. They want it to be unique. And our design process starts really with just a conversation about how they're going to use their unit, how many people are going to be occupying it, the different functionalities of the unit. With that in mind, we're able to start to get to know our client and make recommendations and start working through the process. But everything we do in our design is based, based around the functionality of the unit and how that individual will use the unit. Every job we do is custom, so we're not producing even two of one type of unit. We do use some design features and move them between, but everyone is unique. That makes sense. So some of the business or some of the RVs that you design might be ideally suited for business only and others for living only, and even still more for working out of an RV and living in that RV. Absolutely. What are some of the things that people like to put in their RVs that make it more conducive to working? So that comes down to who's going to be using the RVs. For example, I built a unit for a family with two young children and their children weren't in school yet. So they wanted to take a two-year opportunity to travel around the country. They were able to work remotely. So the challenge in that build was really how to still keep the majority of the unit as a functioning RV with the family and still have a workspace that was private and defined in order for work to be happening at the same time. And, and a lot of that is done using convertible spaces. So the, in that case, the bedroom converted to become an office. But the key on all of that is anytime you do a conversion space, you really have to pay attention to how quick and easy it is to do that conversion. If it's a major ordeal to change that over, what ends up happening is people are working off the bed on their computer and it's not great for their body. So you really have to think, okay, how can I take this space from a bedroom to an office and have it happen 
really simply. So Go you're ahead. actually working to give people multiple use of that space, it sounds like, so that it can be converted from a bedroom into an office for when it's needed, but then reconverted back into a bedroom for when it's needed for that purpose. Absolutely. And especially with the Airstreams, they, we have a very small space. There's not typically slide outs to expand your space. So we really do have that defined space that we're working with. Are you working with RVs that also have slide outs? No, we don't. I really am not a big fan of slide outs. I've done too many repairs on them. <laughs> you know, They wear out, they have issues. We do a lot of stuff where the airstreams open up. So we do what we call gall wing openings, where you can push a button and the whole side of the airstream opens up either to like an awning or as a clamshell that actually opens up. So you have inside to outside space. That sounds very interesting. The entire side of the RV opens up. Yeah, we um, recently did one where the side of the airstream opened up as a clamshell. So the lower half folded out to an extension deck, the couch slid back into that area and the upper portion came out as an awning above it, integrated that in with some really cool canvas coverings. And when we were able to turn it into a waterproof extension space for an airstream. That is so. fascinating. And so what, who's the market for this? Is there a, a group that you're specifically targeting? We they're not cheap builds. So <laughs> having a fair amount of money to put into it helps for sure. But we don't have really a specific group. We've, we've made units that we've shipped as far as Japan and New Zealand. We've built them for a lot of corporations that have them as hangout spots on their campuses to marketing brand launches. It's quite a range. I like, I wish I can build them a little bit cheaper so I could be more affordable to the younger couples who are just starting out in life and have young kids because it is something that's great. Some of my best memories are traveling when you're young and you get to see places in nature and hang out and work for them is <laughs> just a, that next step. But I got to tell you, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in the mobile workspace is the connectability. And we have things like Starlink coming out. A few years ago, it was WeBoost and a mobile hotspot. Yes. Now we're, you know, and those, and that had its limitations. Now we're using a lot of Starlinks, but what I'm finding even in those is the educational process of the best way to use those, that type of technology. So a lot of times people want to just put it on their unit and that's great. But as from RVing, there's a lot of campsites where there's a lot of trees overhead and typically in a trailer, especially one that's a, a metal body, parking in the shade is really nice. <laughs> Very nice. You use a lot less energy on air conditioning, right? And so we've been doing a lot more Starlinks that are paired packages where they have a remote and a long cable that they can move them out to get to that open sky while still parking underneath the shade. And they've had, we've had a lot of great success with that. People are doing Zoom meetings with it and not having any issues. 
So I have heard that Starlink is doing remarkable things for people who are still working in their RVs. I like the fact that you're embracing that. And you know what? A lot of people who are building our units don't want to be in RV campgrounds. A lot of them are really enjoying boondocking and being on BLM land. And having that Starlink access is great because let's face it, when you're in an RV campground, how many people are running generators and a lot of, can be a lot of background noise. So if you're trying to conduct business and your business happens to entail talking to people and typical RV campground, isn't the most ideal situation for that. So you are making the RVs self-sufficient at the same time? We do. So a lot of our, a lot of our trailers have a, a minimum of 600 amp hours of lithium ion a lot of solar that goes into it. But anytime you're looking at making an off-grid unit, you're really balancing power production versus power usage. So you can design a trailer that needs less power. And that's actually much better than creating a, a, a trailer that produces a lot of power. Because producing power, you're going to, solar has its limitations. So you're going to be relying on a generator, which then puts you back into the noise factor. Might as well be at an RV campground. <laughs> we really balance it. I've, I've created a lot of uh, spreadsheets and formulas and calculations to input every electrical device that you're going to be using. We're switching to 12 volt TVs where we can add up our power usage on a daily basis balance that with our power production, we can basically tell you ahead of time, you can stay off grid for a week. If you use it this way, if you're doing it this way, you got four days. <laughs> okay. That would be very helpful. I would imagine for people who are planning business meetings around their RV travels and things like that. So by using less power, are you giving people the option of just like flipping switches to make certain things available and other things just shut off at the moment? Or do you have an elaborate power management system that automatically does that for them? We do that somewhat. We have been getting into the full automation of the units where everything's controllable from your phone. You can set lower, low power mode where you want to reduce your energy flow. So it's going to basically shed certain loads. We've done, we've done a bit with also expanding solar to increase energy uptake, solar awnings where you push a button and one layer of solar becomes two layers of solar. Wow. See, that is innovative. It's neat to <laughs> yeah. see that you're doing that in California. Our theory basically is we will take on anything. We want to create stuff that not everybody else sees. We want to be able to solve problems. For myself personally, that is what keeps me in this business is the challenges of it. And being able to see a problem and find a solution is what makes it fun to get up in the morning and sit in front of your computer and work through, work through things to get to a, an answer, to find a solution for those. Now you said that you specialize in Airstream travel trailers. Will you work with a motorhome, a fifth wheel or other travel trailer for somebody who needs the innovative space created? We have, we worked on some Tiffins and Prevos and stuff in the past. It's 
a huge space commitment for us. Our shop is about 16,000 square feet and we have a big yard, but it takes up a lot of room. Mm -hmm. I and, and they're also not typically a, a great units for renovating unless you're completely replacing slide outs and everything else on them. So we really find people, our niche really is that vintage market. We've decided, okay, we don't need to be an expert in everything. Let's just get this down, be the best at this as we can. That's a good niche to have. So what size of a vintage RV are you ideally looking for working on? So that really depends on the client. So that, as I say, when we start the process, most clients don't actually have a trailer. So we help them in the acquisition process. And so the first part of the acquisition you know, of the whole process is getting to understand them and their needs. And that helps us determine what size unit we're going to be looking at sourcing for them. We have a lot of people with families that are in the 31 foot range, but we also have a lot that are in the 20 to 25 foot range as well. I would imagine having kids would greatly increase the amount of space that you would need in an RV but even couples sometimes like extra space. Especially when you have two working couples on the road. Right. We usually will look at trying to have a workspace on either end of the trailer. And that's where you might look at a center bath situation that kind of really separates out sound and just space for each couple to have their own kind of independent workstation. That would be very innovative. What kind of uh, time frame does it take to develop one of these things from start to finish? So from start to finish, the design pro process usually takes about three months. And depending on the build, builds can take anywhere from six months to over a year. Over, uh, over a year. So that is a long time for people to do this. It's part of the planning process when they're scaling back a job or something like that and starting to look at taking their business on the road or even working remotely on the road, you do give them ample time to get that done or they would require. Yes. Yes. Sometimes more time than they would like, but with workload and everything else, that's always the challenge in a business is the skilled people to do the labor and the work versus the number of clients that want to come in. You said that you had limited capability to do these renovations at your current factory. How many employees do you have and how many projects can you take on per year? So we have about 12 employees in the yard and about another five in the office. We do anywhere from 10 to 15 projects a year, full renovations, maybe a little bit out of that 15 projects, maybe 10 of them are full renovations. We do a lot of partial renovations and projects. So people will come to us with a brand new Airstream and say, Hey, we love the Airstream, but we want to change out some of these things to work better for us. So that's not an uncommon part of what we do, but yeah, about 10 to 15 projects a year. So if somebody just wants their Airstream renovated to include a better office space, it might not take nearly as long for you to be able to fit that in. No, absolutely. And we have the team divided up. So there are that we have projects in all different stages. Of course, we'll have metal work being done 
and then interior build out in this area and painting and finishing in another one. So we're usually able to fit these smaller projects in between these larger builds. And so we try to, a lot of those small partial renovations, as we call them, a lot of them can be anywhere from a week to a month long to get some stuff turned around. Some of the more extensive ones might go out a little bit from there. One of there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. When it comes to cost, is it something that you would like to address privately because it's all customized or can you give people a range? We can give them a range, but I want to also caveat that with what really goes into our full renovation. So a lot of these airstreams are 50 or 60 years old. So when we build these things, we really have to tear them all the way apart first. We pull the whole shell off the chassis. Oftentimes we build a whole new chassis. The Airstream trailer is a monocoque construction, which is basically how aircraft are built. The shell actually gives the support to the chassis. It's not like this big, heavy chassis, and then the shell sits on it and the chassis supports the shell. It's a very integrated part. So they're made out of a really lightweight steel. And a lot of times they've been on salted roads during the winter and in areas with a lot of humidity and the chassis is shot out. So we have to basically tear it apart, rebuild it from the ground up. When we rebuild from the ground up, we're improving the unit beyond what it, it was even originally. For our subfloor, we are using what they call COSA board, which is a marine product. It's a fiberglass composite. The difference is if we were to use, say, a sheet of marine ply, you're talking about 100 pounds a sheet, whereas COSA board is about 35 pounds a sheet, but has the same strength rating, will never rot, bugs will never eat it, and it starts lightning, lighting up, making our build a lot lighter from the get-go. So these full renovation projects are a lot of work, a lot of rivets, and completely basically a brand new trailer by the time you get done. And those renovations start at around 150000 and go up. So it is not cheap. Is it, it is not cheap. Is it possible for you to order blank trailers from the factory that have nothing it in it was, that just require no renovation? It was for a while. Airstream has been backed up and they're building a new facility. And so we've had a limitation on getting blank shells. Okay. But there are different a lot of people want the vintage ones. They want the ones that are 50 years old. There was, in the Airstreams, there was the 13 panel back in the 50s where it was the segmented end caps and, and people are specifically looking for those. Whereas the newer Airstreams, they're not the polished silver bullets. The newer ones are these clear coated aluminum. They have a different look to them. And so a lot of people really want that vintage trailer. We do renovate newer units, and for those, oftentimes it's easier to find a newer unit that's for sale that we can gut or partially gut to renovate. But for the old ones that have the high demand on them, it just doesn't make sense. We can't order a shell that will ever match what that is. I can imagine it would be very difficult to find that, uh, especially if Airstreams are extraordinarily popular RVs. And to find a used one is like finding gold. 
It is. And the price has been going up on the used ones. I used to be able to pick them up from five to 5,000 to 15,000 dollars. Now we're getting up into the 30, 40, and these are fully units that need full renovation. So <laughs> sure. Can you provide any tips on how innovative spaces create separate office areas in the tiny homes? Sure. So we have done a lot where you have basically smart TVs work as monitors that pop up out of cabinetry along dinettes, setting the heights of your dinettes, making sure that it's at a comfortable keyboard height is important if it's going to be used for workspace. Oftentimes we even have sections where we'll have an integrated table in your dinette that actually pops up to become a standing workstation. We have a lot of people who really like the standing workstations. Myself, I like to sit, but for those that do, we can, it's pretty easy to make those conversions. We have done a lot with linear actuators that basically open beds up into seating and lounge areas. So you push a button and your bed folds back and you have this lounge. Push a button and the linear actuators close and it's back to a bed. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about on conversion spaces needing to be easy. If you have to sit and move a bunch of stuff and know where to put something to then turn this bed into a desk, you're less likely to do that. Right. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're taking advantage of available technology to really create an innovative and customized space for people. Absolutely. And the best thing about it is no two are the same. If people wanted more information about innovative services or to schedule an appointment to talk to you about this type of thing, what can they do? You can look us up online, just going to innovative spaces. You can also go to our directly to our website by going inovsb.com, which gets a little confusing when you're saying it because it's a lot of letters. So it's typically easier to just look up innovative spaces. Okay. Or stream in it, you got the right one. This has been a fascinating conversation. I know that our viewers have been frustrated for many years about being unable to have an effective workspace in an RV. It's like the Elkhart industry or the industry in general doesn't understand how many people are out there who are actually trying to do work while living in an RV. So I'm glad that you're embracing this opportunity in this market. It's been great being able to talk to you about it. And I look forward to seeing what more innovations people come up with. Because I'll tell you, some of the funnest parts is just looking through people's Instagrams who are living in their RVs and seeing their solutions. In fact, that's where a lot of my ideas and concepts have come from, is you see somebody who did a partial solution and you're like, oh, I can do this and this with this and make it the next step better. Well, that's so if everybody keeps posting their ideas, we can really grow this along. That's funny. So thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thank you so much for having me today. Nate Stoller, the CEO of Innovative Spaces, offers a wonderful service to help people make the most of their RV's usable space. It's a challenge for his crew because many Airstream travel trailers only have 250 square feet of livable space and often don't feature slide-outs. 
yet converting interior spaces must be relatively easy for RVers to do, otherwise people won't use the features as they were designed, Nate explained. Innovative Spaces has refurbished some trailers so the entire side opens like a clamshell to have easier access to outdoor living. Many of the firm's clients are companies which use the trailers at promotional events, as well as motion picture studios which use the RVs as production offices or as places for performers to hang out when they aren't filming a scene. Yet the company has also modified some trailers for couples who want to work while they camp. Innovative Spaces also enables more boondocking opportunities thanks to its 600-hour lithium-ion battery which reduces the need for a noisy generator. The company does work on other RVs from time to time, but workers operate out of a 16,000-square-foot shop which limits their ability to work on really big RVs. However, the company prefers to specialize in the vintage travel trailer market. Many of the Airstreams the company works on are over 50 years old. Innovative Spaces only works on 10 to 15 projects a year. By stripping the unit to its frame and rebuilding it, the company can use lighter weight components which improve durability as well. For more information about the company and the services it provides, visit www.innovsb.com or simply search for Innovative Spaces. Today's episode is brought to you by the featured employers at WorkCamper.com. These WorkCamper employers have taken an extra step to share some photos and detailed information about their WorkCamper programs. Opportunities exist for solos, couples, and families, whether they're full-time, part-time, seasonal, and even long-term jobs. Some are income opportunities, and others involve volunteering at locations throughout the United States. Go to WorkCamper.com forward slash F-E to meet the featured employers today. Employers who are seeking to hire work campers can learn about the benefits of year-round recruiting by becoming a featured employer. More information about featured employers is available at workcamper.com forward slash F-E details. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time I'll be speaking with an employer from Michigan who is looking for work campers in 2024. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thank you for listening.